0: Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, welcome back. Thanks for listening. And today we're joined by a very special guest, someone who has been on the show once before, uh, an old friend. And uh, it's so good to have him back. This is Lando from Sith Talkers. And if you guys remember, we did an episode together a long time ago. I think it was last year. And But what's really cool about Sith Talkers is they started the same time as Hong Talks first. And they have a bunch of great content that you guys would enjoy. They also have they're putting a lot of stuff on their YouTube channel, too, which you could check out as well. I'll let Lando have the floor and kind of tell all the new people to Han Talks first. Tell tell them about Sith Talkers.
1: Well, thank you so much, Han. uh, Number one, for having me back on for first of all, coming back, I must just to give you a little bit of love back. When I noticed Han came back, I gave him love on my podcast. (laughs) He, truthfully and honestly, he has always been one of my favorite uh, Monday morning podcasts, Star Wars podcasts to listen to. And every Monday morning, so tomorrow, we're recording on Sunday. Tomorrow morning, I will be listening to your Mandalorian breakdown show. And then on Wednesday, I'll listen to your other show. It's like one of my favorite shows uh, to listen to. Yeah. Touch. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. I actually, I love, I love your podcast and I'm glad you're back. I've been on to, Cheers. Me. <laughs> 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 uh, Anyways, so, uh, number one, yes, I am Mike Hulanda Ferrando. There we go. That's what I do on my show. So, yeah, sit talkers, <laughs> uh, we've been going strong for a while for, yeah, ever since, uh, you started. So, it's we're almost two years in to the it's crazy the, huh? it's absolutely bonkers um we like to i like to call sift talkers a podcast show um you know we recently you know we do all kinds of crazy stuff we do skits uh you know we're a little bit more on the fun side of star wars so if you if you, if you look us up and you listen to Our episodes, they're my brother. Um, It's me and my brother, my brother Steve. He is a casual Star Wars fan. I'm the nerdy Star Wars fan. But where the conversations go and the topics we bring up, we got characters like Stormtrooper Joe, and, and we have Dick Time with Lando, and Jar Jar comes on the show. And like I said, before we went to the Mando recaps, Jar Jar would come on and sing songs and Watto and brother. It's just, that's why I, I rebranded the, sh- the podcast as a podcast show because it is like, it's just, I just want to, we wanted to give some entertainment, um especially with COVID happening. That's when I pretty much did the, we did the rebrand and we actually started YouTube before COVID just before COVID hit and just trying to bring some entertainment and some fun to everybody. Um, and we know how serious, right, Han, Star Wars can get. So just trying to bring a little bit of fun to the universe. Um, it doesn't always have to be super serious. There are super <clears> serious <throat> moments. Uh, and if if you go and listen, you know Lando is super serious about Luke Skywalker. So, um, <laughs> and I completely disagree with his uh, character development in uh, The Last Jedi. Um, but, anyways, <laughs> yeah, hell, you didn't even like the movie, Han. So,
0: <laughs> but yeah, guys, you have to go check out Sith Talkers. Uh, they are a huge inspiration to me as well. It's one of the reasons why I started that new segment to my show, the Star Wars Replay. I love it. I love which this. we'll be doing next um, uh, this Wednesday. So check that out on that episode. But yeah, uh, Sith talkers are amazing. Uh, they are a show. They're more than just a podcast. Tons of segments and tons of interactive things for the listeners, which is always a pleasure to watch. I enjoy every episode I listen to. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we, we are recording this on Sunday. And uh, this shortly, a little while ago, actually, um, the news was delivered that um, David Prowse, the uh, wonderful, lovely man who played uh, the physical body of Darth Vader, had passed away. It was announced this morning by the, uh, his management company, uh, their statement says as follows, it's with great regret and heartwarming wretching retching sadness for us and a million of fans around the world to announce that our client, David Prowse, MBE has passed away at the age of 85. I <clears throat> was taken by this. It was, it was sad to hear, uh, One of the last thing I expected as if 2020 couldn't get any worse right at the tail end of it, we get this sad news and uh, I'll tell a little bit about like my thoughts on we'll talk a little bit about Darth Vader and David Prowse in general. But first, I do want to say like, uh, just kind of respect him how I can, you know, Darth Vader, obviously a very important character in film and Star Wars and just in, in general amongst some of the best villains ever Put to storytelling. He, he best
1: villain.
0: Yeah, and uh, I just remember as a kid, you know, seeing Darth Vader. I don't remember the first time I saw it, but every time I saw that movie when I was a kid, whether it be A New Hope, Empire, or Jedi, uh, I just remember being so intimidated by Darth Vader <laughs> all the time. And it wasn't just because of the deep, timbre voice from James Earl Jones. It was also. The way David Prowse moved this guy around the room, he is—he could definitely take charge with his body and just let everyone know through his hand movements, whether it's like pointing a finger at somebody or just walking. And the way he stands up really straight with his arms either behind his back or you know whatever—he he put a physical attribute to this character that really is hasn't been done a lot I mean Star Wars did it with I mean Peter Mayhew did it with Chewbacca but David Prowse also they put a a character disposition and trait to the way he talks and I mean not the way he moves around with his body the physical performance of Darth Vader is a memorable one and I just remember as a kid you know it it doesn't help that he's already like what six foot six, seven foot, something like that. But (laughs) the fact that he takes charge with his body is just it's legendary. And people try to recreate it all the time in fan films, at conventions, in Rogue One. It's never the same. But I think I mean as far as like showing his face or using his voice, I'm also glad they didn't use his voice. Uh, I think it's (laughs) legendary what they did with James Earl Jones as well. Uh, but at the same time, you needed his his physical performance to make it happen. Uh, anyone else in that suit, it just wouldn't have been the same. And I, I just, I don't know, he's definitely going to be missed, you know, whether he wasn't allowed to be in Star Wars movies or TV anymore, regardless. Um, he He's a legend and uh, it's so sad to hear that he's gone but lando has a great story that i actually really want to hear and i'm sure you guys would too about the time he got to meet him so uh go ahead and tell everyone about you know your thoughts on david and that lovely interaction you had with him
1: all right so um yeah i have a really really awesome story i actually posted on instagram this morning the picture i took with him at this uh comic book store so i i honestly for the life of me can't remember the year um maybe 2006 2007 um, It was just—I I don't remember how or when—but I caught that David Prowse was going to be at a comic book sh- store here in Indianapolis, and to my surprise, I go. There's nobody in this comic book store. I—I'm talking not a soul. So it's like me and my brother, uh, my, my buddy Ross. He's—he's he's been you know on my podcast in the past, but there's nobody in this comic book store. So I literally got to meet David Prowse in person, and uh you know, I got his autograph, but bigger than that, bigger than autographs, I got to sit down, literally sit down in a comic book store for about two hours and have a conversation with David Prowse, just like we were having, like, tea or something, and we talked about Star Wars, obviously, and, and you know, and the, and the impression, the first impression that I I got like when I was done talking to him and my brother and Ross and what a very very you know I I laugh about it now but what a very very bitter man about Star Wars at the time Um, just talking to him we asked him about working with Alec Guinness uh, working with George Lucas uh, like I said, every Star Wars nerd's dream, like you sit down with Darth Vader, you're just like, what was it like working with obi What was it like working with Greg Target? What, what was it like working with George Lucas? You you got to work with George Lucas. And, and and, and the, but then all the answers you get, you're just like, what? <laughs> I was just like, what was it like working with George Lucas? I never saw him. I barely ever saw him. He barely ever directed me. I'm like, what? George? Yeah, I'm not real fond of George. Uh, oh, wow. Number one number one, he, you know, he didn't use my voice for Darth Vader. He was, li- and like I said, like, this isn't like me telling like stories. This is straight out of David Prouse's mouth. Like the conversation we had with him, he was very upset. His voice was not used for Darth Vader. I mean, I'm glad they didn't use it because Ray's just <laughs> something like British dude. And these Congress are all about.
0: conversations like you actually had with him?
1: These are real sure. conversations. Yeah, the, like I said, this isn't this isn't like speculation or or right or anything. This is a real conversation that I had with David Prouse his real feelings at the time right of I I'm not sure if at the time he was banned. I don't think he was banned yet from all the conventions cuz this was like mid late 2000s. Um cuz eventually he got banned from Star Wars conventions. He wasn't allowed to go to them.
0: Uh yeah, I wanna I wanna um ask about that because I actually don't know that. But uh so why was he banned from celebrations and
1: stuff? I don't I I don't know the 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 reason, but like it I, I I don't I don't know. Like I said, I guess we could research it, but like I do know he was banned and he did not have a good relationship, obviously, with Lucasfilm and um yeah and i guess like he was so bitter i i want to say because of all like i said remember my my conversation is in a little comic book store between me and you know he's just talking to you know me and that's it but like he has had interviews where he has come out and has as i guess has said some pretty nasty things about you know i don't want nothing to do with star wars or or you know and stuff and stuff along the lines with the stuff that we mentioned with not using his voice not using his face um i guess not being i I guess behaving (laughs) in a way for star wars to you know be available to the general public just to sign autographs because you know it's got to be bad when you just you won't invite somebody just to sit at a table and and sign autographs uh it's that's a terrible fallout and uh and it's sad because he's the most iconic star Wars villain of all time. And you don't have him at any of your star Wars conventions, just a great down to earth guy that I remember. But like I said, the, the, the taste of my mouth after, after I talked to him was, he was very, very, very bitter about star Wars. And as a, you know, as a star, as a huge star Wars fan, you never ever want to hear like an iconic person who played the most iconic villain ever be like, yeah, I really didn't have a good time shooting that movie. George Lucas really yeah. wasn't around. I, you know, they didn't use my voice. They didn't use my face. You know, I just, yeah. Uh, but Alec Guinness was good. He was, he was sweet to work with. Yeah, he said he liked working with Alec Guinness. He liked working with Mark Hamill. He liked working with um, Peter Cushing. He, he's a mysterious villain. And you just want to know more. And then, you know, we we did, we got the prequels, but, but, you know, at the time you, you make your, your own stories up. You're like, who is this guy? You know, all we got is Obi-Wan sitting on a log, you know, uh, Anakin Skywalker, you know, he, you know, he was, he was a good pilot. So you're just like, what's that mean? Like, I was like, okay. Like, who was this guy? Like what, you know? And And like when in empire,
0: when you see like the back of his head for the first time, when he's putting it on, I remember as a kid going.
1: Like where's the other side? Like, what Let me happened? See. Like what happened? You're like, yeah, you see all the right? You see all the scars? You're just like, what happened to this guy? And you're and and you know you you, you all we have is the original trilogy. And you find you know George Lucas is just like, well he got in a fight with Obi Wan in a lava pit. A lava pit? Like what? <laughs> how did he fall in a lava pit? You know, no so. man, I I just think it's a great great loss for the Star Wars uh, universe. Um, you know, may he rest in peace. Like I said, at least he was 85 years old. I guess it was a short illness um that took them you know we we all want to live forever we want uh honestly dude for me um what a huge loss for my my childhood uh you know for me like yeah man that's like my first uh villain uh that i you know because you know i was a kid and i watched movies and stuff but whatever for some reason man star wars just struck a chord with me and and obviously, it stuck with me my entire life, <laughs> right? It, it's just something about Star Wars, just you know, uh, stays with me. And yeah, man, Darth Vader was my first villain in Star Wars. I'm
0: glad you talked about your meeting with him because it it made me think of something I never thought of before, and and it represents how how talented he is. And that's when you said that you know he he really never met with George. He didn't take direction from George, which means this guy brought this character to life all by himself and he, he knew what he was doing as an actor. He knew what he needed to do to this character to bring it to life on screen. And he knew how to serve the story, whether it was his voice or not. He's a very talented guy. And uh, just because we, we talked about how he was banned from celebration or from star Wars and didn't care for his experience with the original trilogy. Uh, we're not saying he's a bad guy, you know. Lando said he had a, he was very nice to him and very open. And Mark Hamill made a tweet today that talked about how such a lovely, sweet, kind guy he was. And uh, that's that's all I hear from him really is that he's he's was always a hundred percent just a a good dude. And uh, so yeah, we say goodbye with a heavy heart, and he left behind a monumentous. Legacy that we will never forget. So, Peter, I'm um, sorry, uh, David Prowse, uh, rest in peace. And we will go watch uh, A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi this week. When we week. get
1: done, I'm going to watch some Star Wars today with some David Prowse, uh, my first Anakin Skywalker.
0: <laughs> yes. We, we would be remiss if we did not uh, dedicate. Part or all of this episode to him. But I do want to end on a a high note and talk about Mando Season 1. So we're going to jump in and tell you guys some of our favorite moments, some of the best of moments from The Mandalorian Season 1. Okay, so I have like five big moments for me that I really just wanted to highlight. I'll start off with saying uh, one of the top moments for me was Sorry, my computer is acting up here. Um, uh, Dave: I go back and forth?
1: You do a moment, I do a moment?
0: Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. So for me, a big one is Dave Filoni as the X-Wing pilot. I love that cameo. <laughs> it, was, it took me by surprise. It, it was so heartwarming and oddly hilarious at the same time because he's not an actor. But just seeing him there being like Dave in real life was so funny to me. I don't know.
1: thank you Dave Filoni thank you for the Clone Wars and thank you for Mandalorian I'm gonna cop out here for my favorite moment (laughs) of season one it's gotta be the very last I mean there's lots of great moments but the the very last scene of the season come on man you got Moff Gideon holding the dark saber and for all the right the Mandalorian lore that knows the lore, that knows Clone Wars, that knows Rebels. The Dark Saber is a symbol of Mandalore. Whoever wields the Dark Saber rules Mandalore. So at the end of Season 1, you know, technically Moth Gideon is the ruler of Mandalore, but we don't know what the state of Mandalore is yet. But yeah, so that's got to be the coolest moment for me. One of, you know, obviously that I remember the most is just Gideon standing on top of his tie fire with the dark saber and you're just like, "Oh, the dark saber, live action." <laughs> it looked real cool, too. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, so. since you said it, I'll I'll say that for mine too. That was one of mine as well. <laughs> was Gideon holding the dark saber, the last shot of season 1 that just left me uh out of my seat. Uh, I, last thing i expected to see
1: okay so um i can't like pinpoint like a specific moment because it's several but the the bulba fett holiday special rifle look that's a good one when that's he a really good one. when he uses he uses it in the first episode and he zaps the 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 creature right and he uses it to disintegrate rhodians uh and disintegrate enemies and people so just for my nerdiness with the star wars holiday special i know you uh review you reviewed it recently um dude i watched that when i was a child <laughs> 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 so um, uh, so imagine me as a child here at, uh B. Arthur uh, sing in the... Uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> I don't really want to talk. The best part of the holiday special is the Bulba Fett cartoon. And he has the, the rifle, and it zaps electricity, and it, it disintegrates. And so for my nerdiness, seeing Mando use... Because that's where the rifle comes from. is from that animated uh, cartoon. Just seeing him use the rifle, just pure moments. Uh, absolutely amazing for me.
0: And it uh, so, yeah. was the first time we saw a disintegration?
1: Yes. On camera, That's what no I disintegrations. That that line now brings much more meaning to "The Empire Strikes Back" when Vader says that to Boba Fett, because now we've seen it firsthand. So yeah, great Are we addition. Get our Boba Fett spinoff where we see him disintegrating people.
0: <laughs> I would love it, but yeah the 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 rifle, great addition to the show and a nice little Easter egg for all yeah. of us fans too. Uh, another one for me was uh, the baby Yoda reveal that we got uh, another one of Yoda's species at the on the first episode. Uh, that was the cliffhanger. And Grogu. That's Mr. Grogu, yes. And uh, for, that was... Um, every, that's when everyone fell in love. That's when everyone around the world was all on the same page about Star Wars. And we were all ready to... Uh, the Yoda character, like Darth Vader, what we talked about earlier, has so much mystery to it and it seems like now after 45 years we're finally going to get some uh answers to who like what the species is where they come from what what the actual species name is or will we that's the thing <laughs> will we may not i mean maybe that was in like george's contract too cuz we know he wanted to keep the, he didn't let people in books write about that species or anything so maybe he maybe he had to get Dave or John Favre had to get his blessing when they wanted to add him to the show. I don't know, but I hope we get some more answers from it. But yeah, Baby Yoda is another one of mine. Uh, on top of that, with with Grogu, the other one of my favorite moments was when we first were introduced to the fact that he was Force sensitive in the second episode, and he lifted that mud horn to Whew. to save uh, Jinjaren, and seeing the force in the Mandalorian is what sold me that I was going to actually be invested in this show. Cause I, I, am not,
1: you I mean, didn't like the show or right. You weren't sure about the show. If my memory.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not a form. I'm not, I'm not a fan of long form storytelling in television shows. So I wasn't really excited about getting into Mando and Mainly because I was excited. It was Star Wars, but I, I'm really more, most into like the Jedi and Sith and Force aspect of it all. So you and would have they,
1: loved George Lucas's movies. I like would have digging loved digging into the Force more.
0: Yes, because it's it's uh, there's I'm not really a, a religious guy, a big religious guy, but there's something about that spiritual essence of Star Wars that really makes me attached to it because I can really relate to it in my own life. And so seeing it in The Mandalorian, it, it just kind of makes you more self-aware of yourself and understanding the world around you. And I'm, I'm excited. I mean, we see a lot of it in season two now, yeah. uh, a little bit more. But where it's going to go, I think it's going to be a bigger part of the show in season three and season four. But that's a big moment for me is when he lifted the mud horn and we saw Force force powers
1: one of the best moments i think another moment for me was it was actually the entire episode i mean i actually i i I love the whole season but like the prison episode was absolutely it's like one of my favorites um if not my favorite one out of season one the prison episode was just so well done um just just breaking, right, breaking someone out and then trapping them and being on a Republic cruiser and which now that episode ties into season two. Uh, right. So, but like that whole episode was just phenomenal, just phenomenal. Like I absolutely love the prison break episode because that's always like a prison break. And you got the, the girl from, she was Tonks in Harry Potter. Um, was it, she a twilick the twelve and then the guy with the horns that was in the bar from a new hope, which was the guard and Sean Shank Redemption. I can't think of the actors. I, I like know who they are, like in different movies. <laughs> 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 and uh was it Bill Burr, right? Was one of the guys. Uh but you know, like yeah, like you just you just had the crew. It was like a heist, dude. It was just like a heist episode. And that's what I loved about I actually loved about season one was we, I guess we were kind of talking about standalone ish type episodes and like they're a little, little themes. You have a heist episode, you know, you got the gunslinger. It was titled the gunslinger. He goes back to Tatooine and, you know, episodes and, but like, yeah, the prison one really just stands out for me.
0: Um, I got one more moment, uh, which is one of the top moments for me, uh, aside from the dark saber. Um, second to that is when Mando takes down the tie fighter. I freaking loved that part where he takes his uh, jetpack and, uh, flies up there and uh Moff Gideon's like, what the hell is going on? That was such a, that was, and that was the last episode. So that's where like all the budget went to that episode. Right. And it, that was such a good moment. Cause he, he wanted a jetpack. We know Boba had one. We know Django had one. And it was just, uh that was like him in his true form. Was that lad at last episode? Well, and
1: he's flying next to the red. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. One last. Of those. I got to get. <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right. Last but not least, uh, favorite thing about season one, and once again, cop out, but I don't care. Jon Favreau, Dave Filoni, Bryce Dallas Howard, anybody who who is has wrote, directed anything in season one. I guess Jon Favreau. I'll just I'll put it all on him because I guess this was his vision, his thing. Is the Mandalorian. Um, thank you so much, Jon Favreau, for just bringing such a special show creating a special show and it being in the star wars universe and uniting star wars community because it's one of the things that's kind of like really really i don't say like aggravated me or pisses me off but like you know after the last jedi and the rise of skywalker is really split uh people's the fan base is split and you got lots of negativity and stuff in star wars and what the mandalorian does man edge brings everybody back together um, and it screams george lucas to me
0: yeah huge, this show
1: man really hits me really huge hits me. shout
0: out to john favreau he's definitely uh, a god now amongst star wars fans
1: and that's rare i i think to have somebody that understands star wars since george lucas i think that's rare right now
0: but you're right john favreau gets it dave filoni gets it do you know who else gets it Mike Lando Ferrando <laughs> from Sith Talkers, go ahead and plug yourself one more time. And thank you so much for being on here with me. And we got to talk again. It was, it's such a pleasure. And I love right, I'm
1: so sorry. I'm, I'm with, big, with you all the time. I'm a big blabber mouth. I can talk Star Wars all day. <laughs> anyways, oh, that's what I love you. about
0: you. <laughs> yeah, plug your channel one more time on your YouTube. Where can people? Yeah, find so you?
1: so th- yeah, so uh, Han. Thank you again. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I I really really appreciate it. I've I've had so much fun talking to you and being on your show. Uh, once again, SIF Talkers, check out the YouTube channel on YouTube. Uh, we do reaction videos. Podcast is on YouTube. Uh, check us out on, on all the audio on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. It's all out there at SIF Talkers. Uh, follow us on all the social medias on Instagram, on the Twitter, on Facebook, shoot me an email, SIF at gmail.com. And yeah, just let me know. Let me guys know what you love about Star Wars, because I love it.
0: Beautiful. And I will see you all tomorrow for an episode about everything you need to know about Ahsoka Tano going forward. And tune in next week. We're going to cover this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Thank you guys again. Have a great rest of your week. Somehow, some way, somewhere this week. May the Force be with you.